The smartest guys around are about to break it down like they've won the game a million times. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Except so one time. Yes, that's right. It's the Survivor Know-It-Alls here live on a Wednesday night after Survivor Kagayan episode number seven. And this is a very special edition of Survivor Know-It-Alls because we have here a fill-in know-it-all coming in off the bench. Stephen Fishback can't be with us here tonight. So here it is, a an honorary know-it-all himself, uh, Mr. Otis Bushkowskis. Otis, how are you? I'm good. I feel like I feel like I belong here. You know, after my last performance, you're only as good as your last shot. They say in basketball, in Survivor, you're only good as your last performance. And obviously, I qualify now for Survivor Know It Alls. Yes, a lot of people feel like the Know It Alls is the show for the people who know everything about Survivor except how to win the game. And after you forgot how to win, you forgot how to win. So after your last time, that you're no longer considered a winner. Now you just are considered a Survivor Know It All. This is a winner. You got downgraded. No, of course, Otis is a winner. And uh, he is a winner in life and a winner in Survivor. And he is uh, very kind to join us here to talk Survivor live after another very fun episode. Hey, it's been a great season. It's uh, a great character development throughout the course of this season. Yeah. And even though the boot tonight wasn't a dramatic fashion boot, there was plenty of intrigue to go around in this episode. Plenty of intrigue. I mean, and, and you gotta, as, a, as a viewer, you kind of got to be happy with the boot with Morgan. Because now there's really no no dead weight left on this island. Yeah. Now we'll talk. We'll talk plenty about Morgan uh, here tonight as we go along. So a lot of different angles to cover here. Of course, we are live here tonight on a Wednesday night. We have the chat room going on robinswebsite.com. You could also tweet us at hashtag rhap. Jessica Frey is monitoring Twitter, and then of course you can leave us your comments on YouTube here on our YouTube channel at robhasawebsite.com slash YouTube. Of course, tomorrow, uh, pe- many people are asking me if th- if we can get this to be a video interview tomorrow. Unfortunately, I have not. I do not have those kind of connections yet at this time. But we will speak with Morgan tomorrow, and uh, lots of questions to to ask Morgan. Uh, oh. that, that should be fun. And then we're going to that. Definitely. I'll be listening to that. <laughs> and then we have a, uh, a very big podcast. Then on Thursday afternoon, I will speak to, uh, tell me if this hurts too much, uh, for me to mention it, Otis, uh, Mr. Survivor himself, uh, <laughs> Malcolm, Malcolm Freeberg, Malk will join me to talk about everything going on and a lot of stuff going on with idols. So I feel like this is a good time to get Malk in. We got to get Malk in. I hear you. He's the, he's the, he's a reigning champion, Mr. Survivor. I, I think I feel like those true RHAP fans need to get on Malcolm a little bit for not living up to campaign promises. Okay. Well, we'll have plenty of your questions for Malk tomorrow. I'll post the thread on Facebook and you guys can ask Malk everything that you need to know. And then I'm going to do survivor voicemails tomorrow with Jeff Pittman from True Dork Times. So you're going to want to get your voicemails in and I'm going to do that, uh, a little early in the day. So make sure you get your voicemails in. Rob has a website.com slash voicemail or three, two, three, two, three, two, eight, two, All right. Um, Let's get into the big questions here tonight, Otis. Let me start off by asking you, uh, would you rather be uh, cute or ugly? Gosh, I mean, I think she makes a strong point. Morgan didn't really have much to say this season, and she didn't need to say a lot. But look, have you ever heard that phrase, rich or poor, it's always nice to have money? Yeah. That's better to be cute than ugly? Yeah, I mean, if you had the choice, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bank my whole life on being good looking or not being good looking. But I mean, if you get the choice, why not take the advantage? Did you feel like Morgan got a fair treatment tonight from the other players? I, you know, I in, in terms of talking about what she does around camp, I think anytime there's a consensus that you're lazy, chances are you're probably lazy. But in terms of her being targeted, she was targeted mostly as a as a way of protecting the idol. It wasn't really about Morgan tonight. It was just those those six were trying to protect themselves, and so they made the right move. A, a place they knew if an idol was found, it wasn't going to get put in her hands. 
So it's just that was the right decision, you feel, because that was just the sure thing about that. You knew she wasn't going to have the idol because I feel like that Jeremiah's name didn't really even come up at all. Do you feel like that that would have been a smarter way to go because Morgan is so useless on the island? She's such a, a goat that you want to bring her to the end. There's no way she can win. Why get rid of her at this point in time? Isn't this like in Survivor Philippines when they get rid of Abby Maria at Final Five when everybody knows they would win if they were up against her? Yeah, I mean, it does feel like... We can go by player by player and see who does this benefit and who does it not benefit. I mean, I feel like for Tony, it's good for Tony because he's probably the one going home if the idol's in the wrong person's hands, right? Mm-hmm. So it's smart for Tony, and Tony has a chance to beat pretty much everybody up there. I think it's the people that don't have a chance to beat Tony that need to sit next to a goat that it's not in their benefit. But I think the the worst, the person who did worse t- tonight or the worst tonight outside of Morgan was Cass because Cass was in the driver's seat. She was the pivotal vote. And had she jumped ship again one more time, she could have maintained being that fulcrum point in the game. Now Cass is completely useless to her majority, and and she's expendable. Well, Cass is an interesting point, because I really did think she was going to flip again here tonight. I thought they made a convincing case, and then I realized, I did the math, though, and I realized that it was going to be a 5-5 vote. I figured we didn't have enough time for there to be a tie break, so then I figured, okay, then it's definitely going to be Morgan. And I felt like that made sense, because Morgan got so much screen time tonight. Yeah, I feel like... Today was kind of one of those days where the editors, they've done a really good job this season of throwing me in terms of the edit and who's going to go home. But they, they showed Morgan and Cass's argument early in the episode of kind of foreshadowing her demise. And there was really nothing on Tony. So I knew that it wasn't Tony going home uh, or, or not enough of a narrative of Tony. But outside of the, the editing logic, um, I just, I, you know, for Cass, why be the sixth person? That's the question she has to ask herself. So if she would have made it more of an effort with Spencer or maybe vice versa, maybe they can get to a point where they trust each other again. Spencer communicates that he has the idol and she puts herself back in a position of power. Well, this was the tricky thing for Cass because then I was saying to myself, well, if you're Cass, why not tell Spencer? um, Well, here's the thing. Had Spencer communicated to Cass that he had the idol? um, Right. Then Cass could have said, hey, I'll tell you who we're going to vote for. So do you feel like did Spencer miss an opportunity to say, hey, you tell me who you're going to vote for. I'll play the idol uh, on that person and then we'll knock out Tony because we're all going to vote for Tony. That being said, that being said, though, that would still put Cass in a minority then of it being a five. Uh, would it be, I guess, would that swing in the numbers then? Because, yes. yeah, no, that would be back to five to four. It would be it would be back to a four four with Cass being in the middle. Yeah. Right. So then Cass would be in power again. Yeah. The next week she can switch back until everybody says, hey, why don't the, the eight of us all vote Cass out next week? Exactly. Well, I mean, that's like her choice. You know, I, I think that Cass, for me, Cass, it bothers me a little bit because sometimes I feel like she's playing to the cameras a little bit. She's philandering to the viewers, so to speak. Um, pandering, I guess, to the viewers is the word I was looking for. Um, you know, she gives herself the name Chaos Cast pretty early in the season. But I, I, it's hard for me to understand Cass's motivation seeing you're, you're at the bottom of that. And, and there might be some agreements being made by other people, but it's hard to, you know, from what we've been seeing, I, I try not to go too deeply into what we haven't been shown but we haven't been shown really any relationships that Cass has that make her feel safe going to the end of the game. Yeah, I felt I, like I disagreed with Cass at a, a number of points in the episode. Where I feel like Cass really likes to play the victim here because I felt like I disagreed with her last week when she's like, oh, that's it. Now I'm out. I'm out now. I guess I'm at the bottom. And I didn't feel like she was at the bottom last week. And I felt like this week, I felt like her alliance was very open with her and said, hey, Cass, Tell us who to vote out. You can you call the shot here. And Cass was like, well, I don't want to call I don't want to call the shot. But then she was like, Well, I guess I'm in the conversation with them, but nobody said to me, Hey, you're in the alliance, so maybe I should flip maybe I'll flip back now because and I feel yeah. like 
I mean, Cass, nobody's going to give you a certificate and say, okay, you are honorary in the the new Solana Tribe Alliance now. We're going to swear you in. Let's knight you. You're a yeah. part of us. And we'll teach you the secret handshake. I felt like that she was in the alliance. Like, there was yeah. no need for the Hamlet, oh, maybe I should go back. Yeah, it's Cass is she is absolutely unpredictable and 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 emotional and usually I feel like when you're watching the show if if someone's getting continually into conflicts with people out there you know that the one constant is them they're usually the issue and I feel like Cass has gotten into a lot of arguments with people out there on the island you know last episode it was Sarah this episode it starts with Morgan something and and no judgment on cast. I mean, survivor takes it out of you. You get down to your bare bones personality, but I I feel like there's a lot of emotional instability there or just, she's looking for a fight a lot. Then I think you're right. She looks like she wants to be a victim. That being said, though, I do feel more bullish about Cass this week than I did after last week's episode, because I feel like uh, where last week I felt like she had zero chance to win the game. I actually feel like she has um, I still wouldn't say she has a good maybe I feel like she has like a one percent chance to win the game. But I feel better about her chances to get to the final three after this week's episode than uh, I did at the end of last week's episode. So I think my cast stock is actually up after tonight's episode. And when you get the little preview of next week's episode, it looks like there's some fracturing within that six that might put Cass in a good position. Yeah. Um, I mean, the nice thing for Cass is that Cass is probably not on anybody's radar to go home next. Yeah, she's not. She is really becoming like Sandra 2.0. Now, she's she's not Sandra 2.0 because she doesn't get to go to the Outback and only Sandra gets to go to the Outback. But I feel like she but, <laughs> I feel like the difference she, is, is, though, look who's on the jury. So, you know, my one experience on the jury was that I felt like the people who were there first had a much more of a sway over the final vote than the people who were getting there towards the end of the game. They set the tone for what's going to happen at Ponderosa. So who's the first person there? Sarah. Who does Sarah hate more than anybody else? Cass. Who does Morgan hate more than anybody else? Cass. So now you've got a jury where your first two people, irrespective of who else joins you, are definitely not on the cast train. They're not on the casserole. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> so I, 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 it's hard to see Cass winning. It's, it's easy to see Cass getting to the end. It's hard to see Cass winning. Now, you were the first member of a jury in a Survivor season, true or false? This is true. And you set the tone in Survivor Blood versus Water, and was that an anti-Jervis tone? No, no, actually, I, you know, uh, the, the, I certainly had issues with Jervis while, while I was on the jury, no doubt about it. Um, and I did my best not to put that on anybody else. I, I, I thought the tone that I set at Ponderosa was, hey, let's just enjoy ourselves, have fun, and let's let's award positively a winner rather than do this through negation, which I feel like you've been on a jury I feel like a lot of, of winners win through negation. I won through negation. I think a lot of people that, that, that voted for me were more voting not for Danielle. Mm-hmm. I was so, the last person to get there in my jury. Was the tone already set in Survivor of the Amazon? I, I think it probably was. What did you think when you got there? Um, I mean, I, I, guess, I guess so. I mean, I feel like that the people that got to the end in, in that season were not people that, like, the people on the jury were fuming with. It was more like the people on the jury were, at the time were sort of like, how did these two people get there? Right. And did you feel like when Jess won that it was a vote for Jess or was it a vote just not for... For Jenna? Yeah. Sorry. I don't know if I said Jess. Jenna. Yeah. Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, for Jen, why did you feel like it was a vote for Jen or if it was a vote more just not for who was your runner up? Matthew. Matthew, not for Matthew. Can it be a little of column A and a little of column B? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I, I think every jury is different. But, you know, our jury was very much I felt like the tone was set early on where no one came in bitter. I didn't come in bitter. I didn't. I, I certainly wasn't fueling the the fire or, or or fanning the flames of people's ire i was more like hey let's just calm down and enjoy ourselves and i and I, my guess is that that's not going to be the case with sarah and morgan okay well let's talk about a big night for spencer and fewer survivors have ever had as big of a night as spencer did here he yeah. wins he wins a reward he wins immunity and he finds the hidden immunity idol in, in great fashion. So let's talk about this, this great night for Spencer. It doesn't start so great because it starts with a little bit of a little tantrumy at, 
after the tribal council. I wrote in my notes, it was a little reminiscent of Tina after you got voted out last season. Yeah, um, tantrums never work. It's never a good idea. Outside of the island, on the island, I can't think of a one time where a tantrum worked, period. Um, and and, and it, it's hard because, you know, obviously Spencer felt pretty darn betrayed at, at that tribal council, you know. But you got to come home back to camp and you just got to swallow it. Whatever you got to do, go meditate, go walk away. I, I mean, I, I don't know what you got to do. But tantrums How long should you work. meditate for? Long enough for people to conspire against you, obviously. <laughs> yes, ideally. Uh, nah, I, I, it just, it, I, I, there's not a case on Survivor where a tantrum worked. I guess there's maybe you know, Sandra kind of put up a tantrum when what's her name dumped the fish. No, she dumped the fish. Oh, Sandra, who put the tantrum out after that? Uh, well, that was Sandra's tantrum, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Sandra- well, that was her way, so she was able to have a tantrum without God. I'm having such brain farts today. I, how do I? I don't belong here on Know It Alls. Um, yeah, she dumps the fish. That was her way of having a tantrum, but she didn't yell at the person who did it, right? Well, they, she did it, and then they blamed it on somebody else, and she didn't say they anything. On, the blonde hair girl, right? Krista. Krista got the How blame. do you forget Krista? I, my, my brain is mush when it comes to remember. I don't know why today. Maybe it's pregnancy brain. Yeah, you're, it's, you're having sympathy <laughs> pregnancy brain. Sympathy pregnancy brain, exactly. But yeah, I, okay, back to the, back to the episode. You don't want to have a, a panic attack. You don't want, sorry, a, 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 an eruption like Spencer had. And then you got to clean it up as quickly as you can. And I think probably one of the problems, I mean, Spencer tried to clean it up on day three after the, after the eruption, you know, when he was like, Hey, I'm sorry about that. I shouldn't have done that, but it, it, it's never going to help. And it, it, that could have potentially been something that prevented Cass from flipping back. Cause I think with the right words, Cass could have flipped again. Oh, certainly, certainly. Um, so they have the reward challenge and in the reward challenge. So it's basically the former beauty tribe members and Spencer, they win the reward and they get to go to Outback Steakhouse and uh, the return of Outback Steakhouse as a sponsor for the first time since Survivor Heroes versus Villains. I want a steak after watching that, that reward. Didn't you You want to just bite into a juicy Outback free range USDA piece of meat? Sure. Sure. They, they would even get you to have a, a, a steak. Oh yeah! After that, I was I was totally into it. <laughs> All right, so um, they sit down. Hold on, Rob, yes. for a second. Come here, Pretty. Oh, no. Come here. I just I want to show you. Let's see, my Mrs. Son. Otis. Look at look at how big she's. Hold on. We'll go this okay. way. We'll make. Well, and you have to describe how big she is for the people on the listening to the podcast. Look, how, look at this. this. Is my pregnant my pregnant fiance and baby? Hey guys. How, how you doing, Rob? Christy? good all right babe we gotta get back to this okay get back to your survivor that's the move on these google hangouts is you always bring another person in (laughs) well you know i try to spice things up (laughs) um brought in two people there yeah exactly exactly two people where were we we were talking about steakhouse so spencer opens up his napkin and finds the and finds the clue couple questions most of the time a clue is group Right. It's like there's a there's a group access to a clue. A- anyone has a fair shot at it. But in this case, this was in Spencer's napkin. Yeah. So that 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 made me feel like that's a little unfair that that's where that clue was placed. Well, in fairness, I believe and I'd have to fact check this in Survivor Heroes versus Villains. The last time that the Outback Shack appeared, uh, it was the same the same setup there where somebody uh, found and had a clue in the napkin, I believe, in the Outback Steakhouse. And then you guys in the chat room, let me know if I'm if I'm right about this. I can't remember who found it at the Outback Challenge. I'm thinking it was Sandra, but I'm I don't remember a hundred percent. But that's exactly the same thing that they happen uh, in Survivor Heroes versus Villains. That one is isn't that when there was a fight? Well, no, that was when it was in the fruit basket. That fight. that was yeah. yeah it went right. back to yeah. giving yeah. away clues to the idol in the at the reward challenge, and that right. was Colby, your buddy Danielle, and um, and uh, Amanda Kimmel. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, so, so I guess my only qualm with it, even if they've done it before, I just feel like if there's four people on a reward, four people should have equal shot at that clue. But I mean, uh, it was really it was random. Whoever sat down at that napkin and, and the people in chat room telling me Parvati, that was Parvati that found it at the Outback Challenge. Uh, 
I, I, I tend to disagree with random when it comes to uh, the placement of, of those types of things. When it's, when it's one person, listen, Spencer is a pivotal player this season, and him having that idol makes the game a lot more interesting, or at least the clue. So let's move on. So that's my own little conspiracy theory. Uh, Matt Van Wagner won't be happy about that claim on my part, but um, he finds the clue, and it, obviously he can't wait to go look for it. That's another rookie mistake. So he's made his first rookie mistake. He's like had this explosion. And then he finds the clue. And rather than waiting for the appropriate time, perhaps after an interview to go look for the idol, he leaves during a rainstorm, which is kind of the most obvious the, the, the most obvious time to leave. Yeah, that seemed odd. Now, I thought maybe he could have played up like, oh my God, this Outback Steakhouse is not agreeing with me. And, and maybe he did, and the people at Outback were like, hey, let's take that part out. Let's, uh, can, right. we, can we not have that in our product placement of the, uh, that you get uh, explosive diarrhea after Outback Steakhouse on Survivor? But, um, I mean, that would have been the move I thought that he should have gone with, but it seemed like he just sort of bolted out of the shelter in the rain, no less. Yeah, and, and just so that the viewers know, when anytime you see a contestant say to another contestant, oh, you were going on a walk, typically that's code for I'm going for my interview. Mm-hmm. I'm going on a walk. And then if you say I'm going on a walk to Coconut Grove, it means I'm going to the bathroom. So <laughs> it, Wait, how, does, see- how does everybody know this lingo all from season to season? They tell you like I didn't. We didn't have that. We didn't have that lingo my first season. But this is what they informed me last season. So like, last season, the, the the producers say to you, "All right, if you, if you have to go to the bathroom, you're gonna say I yes. need to take a walk to Coconut Grove." Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that just lets production know not to follow you. Yeah, but not not only that. If going on elsewhere and you're in earshot, that you don't ruin the conversation because you're like, "I gotta go take a shit." Like they don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to listen to you here if I ever hear anybody say, I have to go to Coconut Grove. Well, I, I mean, look, I, I, it's a lot more tenable to the ears than I got to go <laughs> drop, a, drop a deuce. All right. So you actually saw Wu say to Spencer, were you going, were you, were you off for a walk? And Spencer says, yeah, which, which is like, oh yeah, I was out on my interview. And then Wu's like, yeah, me too. <laughs> I, but okay, well, so there's a whole so different I, subtext that I didn't pick up on in, in the episode. This is why yeah, uh, this so, is I mean, why you're like, here. Another obviously. Um, so then, so okay, so two mistakes from Spencer so far. But you know what they say: three mistakes, two wrongs don't make a right, but three wrongs do. So his third mistake, instead of like placing this clue somewhere where no one else can see it because he's memorized it, he puts it not even in the pocket of his pants. He just folds his pants over it. So when Wu takes the pants, it's... Well, let's talk about ninja stealth mode here because okay. uh, all of a sudden, Wu is talking so much and, and ninja stealth mode and he is going to go off and and follow Spencer. Now, did you find... I felt like this was odd to have Wu... Wu all of a sudden is the master of Survivor and says, as a huge Survivor fan, I know... Anytime anybody goes to the Outback Shack, they're getting a clue to the idol. I was like, wow, oh my yeah. God, who is, Wu is, uh, like, uh, omniscient now. Yeah, that was, that was like a, definitely out of the character we've been shared with, with Wu, you it, know, um. Yeah, it was like in Survivor the Philippines when Abby Maria says, well, I know I'm at the bottom and I know the auction is coming up. And as a big Survivor fan, I know I need to bid on a clue at the auction to be able to get a, a trick uh, or a tip to win immunity in this challenge. It, it definitely begs the question, is, is this being fed? You know, is this being fed now? Now, look, I, I don't want to just make this about conspiracies. Maybe Wu just hasn't had enough airtime for us to see what a fan he is. But I wonder I if after maybe I don't even know if Wu's a ninja, Rob, because he's the only guy that fell off the damn balance beam. Yeah. I wonder though if the ninja stealth, if telling that story was after the fact in the retelling of the story. I wonder if they said to Wu, like, okay, why don't you say it, you know, as a person who's seen the show a lot, uh, I decided to go into ninja stealth mode because I know that they get a clue when they go to the outback. Like, I wonder yeah. if, if, if that was like much more innocent, I, I think that after the fact that it was just like, like set, set this story up that happened. Yeah, I, who knows? I, I mean, you see, I definitely feel like this was an ode by the producers to Philip Shepard. <laughs> oh, it's, you know, Philip Philip Shepard stealth mode, stealth R Us. Uh, there's just there's just so many similarities. It, 
without getting too much into the conversation of race, it's certainly Survivor does a great job of keeping up stereotypes. That's for sure. Of well, and all of a sudden, there's a ninja on, on the scene. But woo, woo called him. Nobody called like uh, it wasn't like Tony was like. Uh, now woo, he went into ninja stealth mode. Uh, like woo, woo himself put himself into ninja stealth mode. So uh, what would Boston Rob say about woo? Uh, you know, woo. He's like some sort of ninja stealth mode. Uh, <laughs> woo himself put better, himself in. Better, you better. Uh, woo, it was like a ninja stealth mode or something. Uh, um, but any, anyway, so yeah, Wu puts himself in ninja stealth mode, and it was very—he he was very stealth. Most, uh, most stealth survivor since Sandra, I think. Yeah, that was a nice puddle hop he had. <laughs> it was very good. It was very good. And yeah, so, all right. So, so, so now Wu does that. He spies on him. It, it makes you know. It makes for intrigue. And, a, and of course, oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to interrupt. I, I have something that I that I really need to know from you. Okay. So, it. Stephen and I have debated this many times before in the past, and. Uh, Steven says that in Survivor Token Sheens, it was explicitly explained to him that nobody is allowed to steal the hidden immunity idol from you. So if you have the idol and it's in your bag, somebody can't go in your bag and take the idol. If it's, if it's yours, it's yours. Nobody can steal it from you. And Same I have, what's that? Same rule, for us. Same rule for us in the first season. Okay. I have said that if there was a Survivor, who came along, and I think on a case-by-case basis, for instance, if you were playing in a season with Boston Rob, and you have the immunity idol in your backpack, and Boston Rob walks by and sees you have the hidden immunity idol and takes it out of your bag and puts it in his pocket, and then says, hey, first rule is, never let me know you have the hidden immunity idol, because now it's mine. Finders, keepers. And I say that they would let that go, because it would be good TV. Now, yes. tonight, this is not somebody stealing somebody else's idol, but it was stealing somebody else's clue. Do you feel like, and, and there was no issue with this. Uh, well, to be fair, this was a similar to what happened in Malcolm's season with his clue with the, in the shorts, remember? This is when Andrea was trying to stop him from looking for the idol? No, 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 no. When Denise, was it Denise? Who was hanging up his shorts to dry? No, no it was Lisa uh, Welchel. And this when was Lisa- the, the actual idol, not the clue. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, I, I thought it was the clue in there. Anyways, I, I mean, look, you can't really steal. Once you see the clue, you know it. Yeah. You know, I mean, whether or not he took it or not was kind of irrelevant. I guess he could share it with people visually rather than telling it orally. Um, but, uh, yeah, it didn't really what. Here's the weird thing. If you're woo, why go tell everybody? Well, that was that was a questionable decision there. So, what, let me just get your your official take on. Let's say it wasn't the it wasn't the actual clue, but it was the idol. And Spencer yes. left the idol on his pants, and Wu snuck up on him, took the idol away. Would they have made Wu give the idol back to Spencer, or would they have said let it play out? No, they would have had he would have had to give it back. Okay. He's not Boston Rob. He's not. I still say if they would say, "Oh, it's a, in a Survivor first this week," you won't believe what happens. And anytime they could say it's a Survivor first, I think they're going to let that play. Yeah, I, 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 I tend to believe that there's too much uh, liability if they go against a rule that's pretty explicit about hidden immunity idols. Okay. Anyway, all right. So Wu then he goes back and and recruits everybody. Um, what did you think about uh, Spencer's reaction there? Because this was like um, for Spencer, you felt very bad for him after he realizes that Wu stole his clue. <laughs> oh man! I mean, he didn't know what to do with himself. <laughs> He's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, man. Two things. Wu did. I, I like Wu, so I, I feel bad that I like have all these complaints. What's not Wu- to like? Wu didn't even look that fast. Could you beat Wu in a race? Yeah. The pace he was running there and his vibrams, absolutely. Okay. I think yeah, we have to set this up for the off season. Okay, here's what I want. I want me and Wu in a, in a foot race, and then I want Jervis Peterson and Russell Hans in a swimming contest. <laughs> uh, how long is up. the foot race? Is this like a sprint or is it a marathon? It's a sprint. 100 yards. 100 yards. Okay, 100-yard dash. But but I will only participate if you can get Jervis and Russell Hans to agree to 
a a full pool length and back. Well, we're so not like, going to get Jervis and Russell Hans in a in a swimming competition. That is, that, well, you're not getting Otis and Woo, man. Those those are the, those are the uh, terms of uh, engagement, man. Okay. All right. Well, then for, then forget <laughs> it. It's off. Then this whole thing is off. Okay. Why poo poo my dream, bro? Why <laughs> you're complicating it. You're adding all these riders. That uh, this is like you're adding so much pork into this bill that I'm trying to pass. So well, I'm just trying to create be, an undercard. For, I'm just trying to create an undercard for the Otis Woo Championship championship race off all right back to the show okay so woo then goes and gets everybody and now everybody is now even looking for the the clue i like that tony was saying that uh you know we even got morgan is uh is on her ass looking for it uh which was very funny and so now everybody's looking for the idol but i feel like that nobody else seems to be looking for the idol where spencer is looking for it well, I mean, first of all, if I saw the clue, I wouldn't feel like I need to look right where Spencer's looking. But, but I feel like he was looking in the right spot. But if I was the team with the majority, I'd assign every one of my members to somebody, and then I'd have two, one other, two other people going and looking at, at other spots. Yeah, that would be the, that would be the wise thing to do. Yeah, was it a mistake to have Cass on the babysitting duty out of anybody because she would be the one person that might be potentially able to flip? Yeah, absolutely. It was a mistake. Uh, I mean, that, that, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, that wasn't the mistake. That wasn't why it was a mistake. It was a mistake because Cass is kind of a uh, a space cadet and wasn't paying attention to him. Yeah. So here we go. So look, this is what I wanted to say before: is we had three mistakes from Spencer, right? Yes. The blow up initially, the the uh, the going off on a walk when he shouldn't have gone off on a walk. And so everyone knows, or at least Wu knows, to go follow him. And then finally, not securing the clue. And what does it all lead to? Success. Yes. All these three wrongs make a right. That's my point. Three wrongs do make a right. And he gets the hidden immunity. He finds it, and nobody knows he has it. The only problem is that everybody knows it exists now. Now, uh, what is your take on Spencer? Have you been uh, a Spencer fan this season? I love Spencer. I love Spencer. I think Spencer's a, I think he's young in the sense that, you know, in, in this game so far, he's made a few mistakes that I, I attribute to maturity, like the, like the blow up. But um, I think Spencer knows the game very well. Um, he probably could have played that last bit with Cass a little bit differently and given himself more of a chance to, to win. I mean, maybe Cass told Spencer where they were voting. And, and Spencer didn't trust Cass. We don't know for sure what that ex- experience was with us two, but I think I think Spencer knows the game and he, he's fun to watch because he's willing to play it. Sometimes I wish he'd get a little bit dirtier in terms of like really having conversations with people that that he needs to have. Um, but I like Spencer. Spencer's fun to watch. Now I don't think that Cass told him where they were going with the vote because I think that we would have seen that because that would be at least be interesting and then it would have been drama over whether Spencer was going to use the idol or not. Uh, right. Do you feel like that Spencer left a lot on the table as far as uh, working with Cass or do you feel like he just laid groundwork to work with Cass down the road? I think he left a lot on the table. I mean, we don't know what's coming next episode, right? We don't know what's coming next vote. It looks like they're looking, they're, they're pointing to a fracture. We'll see if there really is a fracture. But barring a fracture, Spencer bought himself one extra episode with that hidden immunity idol. And had he used that hidden immunity idol with Cass's help, he could have bought himself four more tribals. Yeah. Well, so yeah, he left something on the table. He absolutely left an opportunity out there. Is it going to come back to bite him in the butt? We'll see. I mean, we do know, the one thing we do know is that if he plays his idol next, you know, next travel, he won't go home. That's true. Um, so the idol that Spencer found, okay, we've been yeah. hearing all season about the Tyler Perry idol, about how the, uh, there's an idol out there that has special powers. And then now, why does he get a Tyler Perry status? Because Tyler Perry texted Jeff Probst the idea for this idol. Even though they have used that idol previously on previous seasons. Yes. Tyler Perry either didn't watch those seasons or forgot about them. He forgot about okay. the Terry Dietz slash Yul Kwan idol. And I mean, that idol is so powerful that we didn't even vote for Terry because we knew he had it. I mean, that, if someone knows you have that idol, it's like. Well, Tyler Perry also had an idea for a season where it's 
four tribes and they're all divided by different races. So you would have one tribe of African-Americans, one tribe of Caucasians, one tribe of Asian-Americans, and one tribe of Hispanic-Americans. That sounds like a really original good idea. <laughs> I watched that. But it all depends who you cast, obviously. Yeah. You, you probably need you probably need like a, a like maybe a heavier set Latino male who's looking for love <laughs> and maybe like a blonde hair Caucasian woman. That's sure. those would be important. <laughs> that would be fantastic. But so, so then Spencer uh, gets the note and it says, "This is a normal idol." I feel yeah, like that was which is, because have they been told that there's a special idol? They got a note that said there's a special idol that's going to be in play now. In the, in the second half of the season, but that uh, this note says, this is a normal idol. Do you ever wonder what it's like to watch Survivor season 27 or 28? Yeah, you were on season 27. I, I, I never wonder what it's like to watch Survivor 27. Do you ever wonder what it's like to watch season 28 having not watched one through 27? <laughs> no. Like, it, it, do, you, do you even understand it? If you've never watched it before, do you, are you just like totally out of your head about it? Like what? Normal idol? Special idol? Are you, I feel like there's like, are you there's like, a person on the show and never watching seasons one through 27? No, you're just a casual observer. You turn it on to CBS on episode one and you're trying to follow. I just feel like there's such a, uh, a lexicon of Survivor now. A rich history, yes. Yeah, there's like words that no one else would know. You would need a buddy, I think. You would. I mean, I do know that a lot of my friends who had never watched Survivor before, the last season were like, uh, what? Wait, what's happening? You know, like they, they took a, a little bit of a uh, explanation as to how everything worked. Yeah, they can't keep up. And I think that's a, a good thing for the show because I feel like the show, like, I think they realize that we're not bringing in any new people. You know, we're, let's yeah. just cater to the audience we already have. Yeah, let's service these 30, well, well over the course of the million. season, what well, over the course of the season, what do they say? There's like 30, right? 30 million different people watch the shows? Yeah, well, I mean, is it or is it just that same ten million? I think episodes? it's the same ten million watch it every week. I don't think that there's like you know uh, five million that watch it one week and then a different five million watch it this week. I think it's like eight and two. It and might, maybe it's like, eight and uh, two. Maybe uh, it's eight and two. Maybe there's there's uh, so harsh, man. You're so, you're so, all right, all right, fair enough. Um, today, listen, I just want to apologize. Today, my my brain has been mush, and I blame the baby. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, I think yeah. you're, I think you're doing fantastic. I'm I'm glad that to get you here in this spot, like in the middle. We talked to you after the first episode of the season. We had a great conversation. Then we got you in long. the middle, and I feel like now to complete the trilogy, I feel like we need to get you one time towards the end of the season. That would be a dream. I would actually love to do that again. Yeah, I think that would be the perfect sort of like beginning, middle, and end of of your thoughts on the season. Why don't we do one right before the last episode? Okay, so like we'll, a special. Yeah, well, Saturday night special. A Saturday night special. What? Well, well, yeah, Saturday night special, and then Sunday people watch the the finale. <laughs> well, the finale's but the finale's on a Wednesday this year. What? Yeah. What? You've been out of the That's country not... for too long. When did that? When, when did they make that choice? A couple of weeks ago. No. You were gallivanting around Europe. But what does that say about Survivor? I don't think it says anything about Survivor. I think that um, the season is going is running late, and I think they feel like they could kill the American Idol finale, so they want to put the Survivor finale up against the American Idol finale. Oh, okay, all right. I, I just yeah, that's interesting. Mid a midweek. All right. Well, a Tuesday night special. <laughs> all right. So um, let's see. Uh, anything else from the episode you want to get into before we get into questions from people? No, it's, I, I mean. I think we've covered it. I think we've really talked about it. It's interesting to see the people that don't get any airtime. You might as well just can't count, count them out as a possible winner. Who are the people getting no airtime, in your opinion? Well, the other good-looking male who's not LJ. Jeremiah. I, yeah, Jeremiah's Jeremiah. getting nothing. Jeremiah's got no chance to win this thing. Um, LJ didn't get much, but LJ got enough to keep him alive. Yeah, he's been there before. Yeah, he's there for sure. Jeffra? Uh, Jeffra's not, no chance. Yeah. Although I was pretty impressed with her effort. Let's talk about that immunity challenge for a second. Yeah. What'd you think of that? Okay. So I have have some questions. I need some clarification. You just had to be on your toes, but you didn't have to have like your calves raised, right? No, I think any way that as long as you can keep the block up, I feel like, tell me if I'm, if I'm crazy here, I felt like Spencer's hair was a huge advantage in this challenge. You're crazy. Spencer has very, has very coarse hair that stands up straight. And you I, felt like it was like a nest? I felt like that hair, his hair 
was put was holding that block in place. More, he had more security with the block, I think. Than I feel like if I did this, I would have an advantage with the block. But his hair is look at his hair. It all it's like a ever. pencil eraser. It goes all straight up. Whereas so it's like a big cushion like around yes, it. Yes, yes. And and ah. like for instance like Tony and his bald head, the block sits flat on his skull, while I feel like Spencer had like a little bit of uh padding for the top yeah. of his head. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. I'd say maybe a slight advantage. Yeah. Like I like, think there's like a Marty Piombo, I think would also have a good advantage in this challenge. What other survivors do you think would have that have a, that have hair like that that has yeah. a, a very spiky coarse hair? Um I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Um, I don't know. You guys in the ch- you guys in the chat room would know, but I think Jatia, Jatia might have an advantage. Jatia would probably have an advantage too. Yeah, Jatia would do well. Francesca, no advantage, none, zero. Yeah. Um. All right. So we'll we'll see. I I think it I, I think it helped like a, like two percent. I think that was a, yeah, I just, I, what I just find fascinating is like you kind of got to do a cost benefit analysis. Is like if you decide to stay on that thing for an hour and a half, chances are you're going to be sore the next day, and that might impede your ability to to be successful in further challenges down the road with with something like that. You know, in our season, you had people who were tearing up their hands on on the like, can you hold the bar for however long, and 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 their hands were ruined for the rest of the season. So, so sometimes those challenges, unless you absolutely need it, and Spencer did, it's better to just bow out early. And I thought Cass did a good job of that. Okay, uh, I don't think Cass intentionally bowed out early though. Yeah, this Cass hate it has to end, Rob. <laughs> that was not. I <laughs> said I am more <laughs> bullish on Cass tonight than I was a week ago. Hey, you know what? She dropped out so quick that it makes me think that was a planned thing. Yeah. All right. Cass is, Cass is in a great position. As much as I don't want to admit it, Cass has a good chance to get to the end. She's in a great position, to, I think, to get to the end, too. I, I agree with that, but I don't think she's in a position where she can win the game. Doesn't it feel like Sarah got voted out like four episodes ago already? <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, oh, yeah, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah was, uh, you know, she's in the running for the uh, Eliza Orleans uh, juror member of the season so far. That she's very, has a lot of expressions over on the jury. A lot jury. of expressions from Sarah. I, I wonder, you know, it's hard for me because I was the first member of my jury. It's hard for me to look at my experience of Sarah and not feel like, man, that's how forgettable I was too. And it hurts. It was hard for me to watch this episode. Yeah. It happens. It happens. 55 minutes of Survivor later. It's like, oh, yeah, Sarah. <laughs> That's right. There she is. She's still on the jury. Um, all right. So we're going to get get to your questions. Uh, Jessica's going to queue them all up, and we're going to answer a ton of your questions here. Uh, remember, you can post them either on YouTube, robiswebsite.com slash YouTube, or on Twitter, hashtag RHAP. Let me thank our sponsor for this podcast, uh, which are our friends at DraftKings.com. Otis, do you ever uh, partake in the fantasy baseball? I don't. Well, if you if you wanted to jump in, this would be the time because DraftKings.com has awarded a half a million dollars in cash prizes, and they're doing it uh, all in one day. And there's way more to come uh, at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-day fantasy sports site. Uh, people are winning hundreds, thousands, and even one million bucks with DraftKings. Honest. Could you imagine what that would be like to win one million bucks? I think I can guesstimate what that feels like. I'll I'll join it if I can draft Kurt Gibson. That's the only way I'm in. I, I'm not sure if you can draft Kurt Gibson or Jeff Kent. Uh, uh, but people are winning money playing uh, fantasy baseball. Uh, people have won a hundred grand in their first time ever playing. Uh, on DraftKings.com, it's one day fantasy sports. That means no season long commitments. You hate long commitments. Hate them. That's why I'm getting married. <laughs> no being stuck with players, just instant cash every day. So it's easy. Pick a team in minutes. Any sports fan can do it. So right now, play for free to win real cash. Enter ROB today at DraftKings.com and get free entry into another huge contest. This is huge. Uh, we needed this. Uh, they're awarding over 400 grand in cash prizes. 400 grand. So free spots are going quick. So enter ROB now at DraftKings.com uh, to play free fantasy baseball and try to win some money all right so let's get into some questions here Otis. you ready before we do that i just want to say that there's a reason i don't participate in things like that where you can win a million dollars is because win a million dollars once and people think it's pretty cool but win it twice in different things and people hate you 
and I don't want to be hated. That's why I don't participate. <laughs> no, people it's, feel I, you're lucky. It's like, see, I've proven I can do this twice. I, I can make it happen again. Sandra did that, and look at look at her. Yeah, look at her. Um, okay, so let's start off with Shelby Kilmer, who wants to know, why didn't Spencer try and sway another vote? If Cass flipped, it would go to rocks. That's hardly convincing if you're Cass. Um, let me ask you a question. Do you think that Spencer sort of half-assed it because he had the immunity necklace? Absolutely. I totally think he did. <laughs> I really do. He's like, I mean, ah, I'll try again in three days. If she doesn't say yes, whatever. We'll see what happens. I feel like this is another beginner mistake is that when you have the idol around your neck and it's the first time you've played, you kind of are like, oh, I'm safe. And you do. You just you you don't play as hard as you should. I don't know what the relationship is between Spencer and the rest of those people on the other side. But I don't think his play was to try to pull somebody else in. I think his play was to show the idol to to Cass. But did you think he showed the idol to Cass? No, he didn't, but he should have. That's what he should have done. I wonder, though, if if Cass and Spencer did talk and they talked about like, OK, let's let's work together down the down the road. Just so I know who are you voting for tonight. She's like, yeah, we're going to vote for Morgan. And he's like, oh, OK, forget it. It's not that's what whatever, you know, let's good riddance to Morgan. She wasn't even really with us. Let's let's move forward here. And, you know, I don't care if we lose Morgan. Um, but I don't think he could have done it without revealing they had the idol. Like I, I, I cast is, is she, as emotionally unstable or, or uh, unpredictable as she is. She's smart. And if, if, if he's just like, so just tell me who you're going to vote for. I, that's, that's, you might as well just tell her you have the idol. If you're going to say that. But what if, if, if Spencer is sort of like, you know, beating around the bush. So what do you guys thinking tonight? She's like, well, I really think Morgan is going to be the, uh, the, the way to go tonight. And then he's like, yeah, okay, well we don't even care if we lose Morgan. Uh, do you think they were sort of just like, ah, eh, all right, whatever. Well, let's lo- we'll lose her. And then we'll, you know, work on something with you going forward. Do you think do you think that conversation might have happened, or do you think I'm that wondering convers- could it have happened if if she, if if Spencer knew Morgan was going home, would he have been that incentivized to really scramble or like, eh, it's Morgan well, who cares? Well, let's say Spencer knows it's Morgan. Yes. Okay. Now she's a and number on his side. He's a number. Okay. So 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 he plays the idol for Morgan. Let's just take this as a hypothetical. Yeah. He plays the idol for Morgan. Tony goes home. Boom. So now we're looking at five five. Sorry, five four. four by four but assuming that Cass will work with them right does that buy you that much if you're spencer knowing that hey it's a five four majority for my side but Cass is in that majority and she could go back to the other side tomorrow and i use my idol to save morgan right that's true i mean that's that's a potential risk but i mean you gotta take i think you have to take that risk i think that if you don't have the numbers you do whatever you can to get the numbers Look, it's it's not that Cass is unpredictable. It's that is that that was a predictable thing when she's flopped on Sarah. They were having there was conflict. There was agitation between the two of them. I think if Cass would have been treated differently, and you know, we we were not talking about last episode, but I I think Sarah was overconfident and and brash, and and Cass wanted to make her pay. It was a personal thing, but I don't think that Cass. I think Cass can be worked with if she feels safe. And I think that's a good, this episode is a good example. She feels safe with Tony. She feels good about Tony and Tony's done a good job to make her feel safe. Did you play with anybody in your two times on the show that was like a Cass, somebody that just needed constant reassurance of, Hey, everything is good. You're with us. You you know, was there anybody that you found in your survivor experience? Nobody that I was worried so much about flipping. I will say that when we merged my first season, I was really adamant that Bruce Conaguy slept in the middle of all of us because he was sleeping right next to Terry Dietz. So I slept next to Terry Dietz instead and put Bruce in the middle because I didn't want them to have any sort of pillow talk. Yeah. Pillow talk or reconnection since they were on that old men tribe to begin with. Okay. So I, that was the one person where I was like, oh, we got to be careful about this. But Bruce, Bruce came through. I think, you know, this last season, nobody really knew where they stood on our tribe before we, we switched tribes. All, you know, kind of us guys kind of knew what was happening, but the girls didn't. And so I felt like Monica and, and Kat needed a lot of reassurance. Yeah. Um, no, I, I see Keith in the chat room says, uh, you know, it's almost like how Jervis and Tyson had to treat Monica last season. 
Although Monica, but Monica was never actually going to flip, right? Yes, exactly. So that's the difference. Is like Cass will flip. Monica was never going to flip. Yeah. Maybe. Right. I mean, like, let's say there's someone plays the game like Sarah played it with Monica, and Monica would flip. You know, Monica did flip. Monica flipped on us. That's Monica true. flipped on. So she did flip. Um, but Monica flipped it kind of in the same way. Monica flipped when, when Tina and Vetus promised Monica fifth place and nothing more. Like that's when Monica flipped. Mm-hmm. So it was just pretty disrespectful to tell someone I'm going to give you fifth place. I all benevolent here. I will give you fifth. <laughs> right. So you, you expect someone to flip when they do that. And it's kind of the same way, way with Cass. All right, let's keep going. More questions. Hank Greenberg wants to know, did Spencer actually find the Tyler Perry idol after he found uh, the idol? He said a normal idol. No, he did not find the Tyler Perry idol. He found a normal idol. Moving on. It said, it said this is a normal idol. Mark, I'm really disappointed in that question. Okay. You just wasted at least a minute of everybody's life who listens to this show. And I like you, Mark, but that was not a good question. Ray Tonlin said, the idol will be used up to around Final Four. Uh, there's not much time left. How will people find it? I don't know. Okay, who's we, giving us we, we watch the same show you do. Jesus, I mean, how about questions we can't answer? Yeah, I, I mean, I would imagine it would be found in the same way that there'll be a clue to a special idol. Yeah, the producers want that idol to be found. Yeah, so they're gonna they're gonna keep giving clues. Just not yet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Lee Hewitt says, "Is Spencer in trouble for not sharing the clue with his alliance?" Well, he ultimately uh, sh- shared the clue with them after Wu found it. I guess the question is that Lee wants to know: Was his alliance pissed off with him for not sharing it when as soon as he came home? I think a little bit, probably, but. You know, at can, the end of the day, they're, they're in bed together. So it's like, yeah. Can he say, well, I was going to find it and show it to you guys? No, I think his argument is like, if I found it, I wasn't going to tell anybody. Yeah. No, I don't you think. I, look, who who in his alliance is going to be mad at him? Jeremiah is going to be mad at him. Tosh is going to be mad at him. Yeah, Tosh. And no, 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 no one's mad at him for that. I, I think that had he had. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was embarrassing for him, for yeah. sure. Nobody's mad at Spencer. No one's mad at him, but it was, embar- it, was, it was embarrassing for him. Okay, Jerry cool. wants to know, why didn't Morgan, Spencer, or Jeremiah try to convince LJ and Jeffra to flip during the reward? So Ooh. basically a beauty tribe reunion. Why didn't they get uh, Jeffra and LJ to flip? Um, I mean, maybe they, maybe they talked about it, but I kind of feel like... The answer for LJ and Jeffrey is a pretty simple, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. I think we're good. Yeah, I have a majority, so you're going to offer me some other majority, and now I've scorned all these people. Yeah, to now go I've with Morgan, who we, who we don't even like. Yeah, no thank you. Yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not a tenable uh, alliance to create. Yeah. Okay, let's go from uh, Nate's question, who wants to know, uh, would the smart move next week be to take out wildcard chaos cast? Uh, well, I guess that would depend for who, but I feel like... For Spencer, let's say for Spencer and Tasha, whatever, would it be a smart move if they could get the majority to take out Cass? Absolutely not, because right now they're down in number. So someone like Cass at least offers the opportunity for a flip. I you agree. Know, they need they need a fracture, and then they need Cass to come with them. So yeah. They need two. Now, now they now before they needed Cass and an immunity out of play. Now they need Cass a fracture, and they'll still probably have to use the immunity out of. I almost feel like that would be fine with them if the if Tony's group voted out Cass next week because they would have uh I'm, let me I'm trying to think uh, actually would it be it would be they have it would be five to three no I think they would still have six to three if they voted out Cass well they, it would be it would be then five, five to three right it would be five three yeah I think Cass right now her, her value has declined substantially after last night's vote after tonight's vote yeah um. And uh, let me that uh, there's a, a comment from uh, Fast Food Man who says, I think a lot of us were confused for the fact that that idol didn't turn out to be a Tyler Perry idol. And Robin Aris are too mad at us for not understanding. I don't think we're. Are you mad at anybody, Otis? Uh, no, no, except Wu. Yeah. I, and I have to get mad at Wu because if I'm going to race him, I have to be mad at him. That's right. No, it's just the clue said this is a normal idol. I think yeah, it was confusing normal. to introduce the Tyler Perry idol that there's a special idol and then have the clue say that after he found it, this is a normal idol. Like I right. think I, that's what I think. I think it's weird that once they had given that clue, it seems like that idol should have been the only idol available, right? Yeah. But I 
there's there, obviously there's another aisle out there. Yeah, that seems it just seems weird that it's like okay, here's a special thing. Actually, this isn't a special thing. This is just a normal thing. Right. Yeah, I think they didn't want to give it away now because I feel you know if they gave it away now, it'd be too powerful. Yeah. Okay, let's go to John, who wants to know, uh, to me, Morgan was a goat threat. Someone everybody wanted in the end. Uh, whose game benefits the most uh, with her voted out? Otis, did you want Morgan in the end? I, well, if I was playing out there, I, I mean, yeah, it'd be great to see next to Morgan, but I felt like, you know, there's people who are playing this game who don't need Morgan, and there's people playing the game who do need Morgan. Does yeah. Jeffrey need Morgan? Jeffrey needs Morgan. Does Jeremiah need Morgan? Jeremiah needs Morgan. Does Does Tony? No, I don't think Tony does. Tony's playing a strong game. Spencer doesn't need. Cass might need Morgan. Mm-hmm. You know, um, who else? Uh, LJ doesn't need Morgan. So I, I really think it hurts Cass, and I think it hurts Jeffra and Jeremiah. Those are the only people that really need a goat. Yeah, but you remember, you need two goats. You kind of need two. So uh, there, most of the people out there were, were going to beat Morgan. But the people that, that, you know, people kind of towards the bottom are the ones that need Morgan to stay. Yeah, I think it's a nitpick to say they should have gotten rid of Jeremiah instead of Morgan. I don't have, I don't have a big issue with it. I, and I don't have an issue with it at all. At all. If you're, especially if you're Tony or if you're LJ and you potentially are the one that's going to get punished with an idol play, you vote the safest vote. Wherever you know they're not going to put that idol is where you vote. And, and that was the smartest vote. I think it was a great vote for them. Okay. Uh, this is from Trav Harad wants to know how ironic is it that the dominant Alliance used the strategy on Morgan that should have been used last week on Jeffra. Um, all right. So what do you, what do you make of this? That the dominant Alliance used the strategy last week that should have been used on Jeffra. So, um, they were basically saying that, uh, we know that she's not going to have the idol. Like they were able to figure out, but it was used on Jeffra. I think that what the question is, is asking is that they were able to say, all right, let's put ourselves in their shoes. Who's the last person they would ever give the idol to? Okay, obviously it's Morgan. And had they been able to think that way through last week of who's the last person we, they would think we would ever give the idol to, they would think that the last person we would give the idol to would be Jeffra. If we gave the idol to Jeffra, they would then be able to, instead oh, of playing an idol on Tony and LJ, right. who are the so, most likely persons that would get the idol. Right, right. That makes sense. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So it's like, how come they couldn't have used their own logic to predict that the other tribe would use that logic? So, uh, you so know, hindsight's twenty twenty. That's that's all maybe, it is. Also, maybe maybe the dominant tribe got was inspired by last week's choice of voting out Jeffra. You know what I mean? Maybe that. Oh, oh that's how you should vote. You know, so, um, Eureka. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of times out there. Remember, this is all new players, so you know one one idea from one side quickly you know carries to the other other side, and they use the same logic. So it could have been that they didn't even have that kind of logic up until the vote. All right, two more questions. This is from uh, tu- uh, Tuta K, Chris. Uh, this is from, uh, if Fishback gives the fishy, does uh, Bushkowskis give the bushy? And if so, who gets the bushy from tonight's episode? Do you have a, uh, an award for the person who gives the, strong, the strongest performance tonight? Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, Spencer gets the bushy. Yeah, Spencer I don't absolutely gets the bushy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he made three big mistakes, but it all turned into one big positive, and he managed to not tell anybody he found the idol, which is, you know, so that's the other side of it, right? The danger of telling Cass you have the idol is you've told someone you have the idol. And so he's weighing that out. Do I want to tell anybody I have it or not? And I think I think he gets it. Yeah. Far and away. All right. I think I think a, a distant second would be Tony. Tony why would Tony do? Yeah, he's just, he's, he, I feel like he's responsible for Cass not flipping. Okay. All right. I feel like he's let's do one last question from shelby kilmer wants to know should spencer have tried to make a beauty and brain six-person alliance when he was on the outback roar uh well we we sort of answered this before that uh that we said that those other guys wouldn't those guys wouldn't end up flipping let's do one more question uh this is from uh flippian 86 wants to know uh rob steven and and otis uh you all are awesome what does Cass need to do and who does she need to align with now to get to the final three and win well let's just get her there uh what's the best scenario for Cass to get to a final three i'd say Cass, um jeremiah 
and Jeffra. Cass, Jeremiah, and Jeffra. Now, you, you've picked two people from the opposite sides, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just feel like those two people are don't have much of a resume for why they deserve to win. Neither of them have made a big move yet. If Cass flipped on enough people and she could be like, I flipped on all of you and I brought these two good-looking people just to show you that, uh, wouldn't that be yeah, never mind. I was going to say, wouldn't it be kind of funny and ironic if and she ended up beating the two really good-looking people after Morgan said it's better to be cute than, than I <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's that's what Morgan's jury question will be about. Yeah, that'd be. I mean, that would be interesting. I, I think that Cass can probably beat Jeffrey and can probably beat Jeremiah. Boy, that's about it. I don't see her beating anybody else. I see, think. I kind of feel like that if Cass is the third person, I feel like you need two people that are sort of together. I feel like that's, and maybe I'm off on this, but I kind of feel like that's how these final threes go. Even if there's like one person who's the outsider, then the other two people are a pair. And I kind of feel like, I feel like the pairs would either be, you know, Tasha and Spencer or LJ and Jeffra or, you know, or uh, Tony and Trish. Like, I feel like you got to have the other two people need some connection. I, I mean, the, the thing, if you have a pair, then you split votes. That's the nice thing. And yeah. then, and then Cass would be the, the beneficiary of that. But I don't know. I, I just, I, like, who can, can Cass beat LJ? No. Okay, so she doesn't want LJ up there. Can Cass be... But you're uh, like Cass is controlling this. I feel like if Cass gets to the end, it's like somebody is dragging her along as opposed to her saying, I'm going to the end and I'm taking LJ and Jeffrey with me. So here's my prediction for Cass. The next few votes, she's not going to have much power, but she's not a target. And so she's finally going to get to a place where kind of at like the fifth vote or when there's five or there's four, she makes another flip and gets herself into the end. Let me ask you this question and we'll close on this. Do you think, are we in the midst of a pagonging here or are we in, in the midst of a very crazy merge? I'd like to say we're in the midst of a very crazy merge. Uh, just based on what they sh- the, they showed us for next season's episode, or next next week's episode, anytime, anytime an alliance, it gets out an alliance that you're aiming for somebody in your alliance, that thing crumbles faster than a, uh, than a tooth on an 80-year-old. You know what I mean? Oh, man, that's, sad. that's a sad story. That's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, but I do go a little bit like uh, whatever happens in the preview uh, doesn't happen. I, all right, what I wanted to say is I wanted to talk about Kat's analogy for Morgan as an old dog. A 14-year-old dog. I feel like that's one of the worst analogies ever used on Survivor. Yeah, I would not use, I would not call uh, Morgan unless she's like a 14-year-old dog. No way. <gasps> No, not at all. I this that's that's if if there's a bushy, there's also an Audi, and Cass gets an Audi for that. <laughs> yeah. What would be a better example? What is Morgan more like? We also heard Morgan is like a pillow. Uh, she's like flotation a fourteen. Device. Yeah, she's like a fourteen-year-old dog. She's like a flotation device. She just sits there and floats. That would be a great analogy for Survivor. She just floats through the game, doing nothing but sitting there. I feel like that would be it. That's probably that's probably better than she's like a fourteen year old dog. <laughs> I was really disappointed. I thought like she's going somewhere with this, right? That, n- no, no, she's not. Yeah. Did you have any problem with Morgan uh, calling Cass ugly tonight? Yeah, it's tasteless. Yeah, I also I felt like Morgan will regret her final words. Like, you're, why are your final words about Cass? Make them about you. She's a woman. She's forty. <laughs> jeez was what's wow yeah i i mean i she's young uh, i guess she's disappointed she got voted out she didn't see it coming yeah but i just know from i i lived through this on my season with jenna and heidi where we went through a whole thing of like heidi uh, heidi more so than jenna talking about like hey we're people don't like us because we're the cute we're the cute young girls and where's and we're, and we're skinnier and we're cuter and that's why they don't like us and i feel like even if it's true you Don't shouldn't say, say that on TV. That's yeah. that's a bad thing to say on uh, on American television. Yeah, don't please save yourself. I'm the, cuter than this other lady uh, who's ugly. If I go back on Survivor, I will say I'm cuter than somebody just for you, Rob. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Adas. Here he is uh, at Adas Music. Did a great job filling in tonight for Stephen Fishback. Uh, what's the countdown on the on the baby calendar? June fourth. 
June Less 4th. than two months away. Oh, my God. Are you getting nervous? Uh, yeah. I, I got hit with a pretty big dose of nervousness a few uh, days ago. Why? I, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm responsible for this life form. I mean, the one good thing is, like, I was actually at my niece's school uh, this morning, and I it was quite obvious that kids are resilient, and you can't kill them off very easily. So I feel like no matter the mistakes I make, this kid will be able to survive, no pun intended, all of my miscues. Yeah. What do you What do you have to do? You're 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 there. You're there. You hug them. Diapers need to be changed. You change the diapers. You hug them again. Right. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Look at <laughs> look look. If I can do it, you can do it. Yeah, that's that's not necessarily true because you can do a lot more pull-ups than I can. <laughs> I don't think that's true either. That could be on the undercard when you race Woo, and then you and I will do pull-ups. Well, then, I, then, then I, what am I, a decathlete all of a sudden? I feel like I might get tired out for the sprint. Yeah, that'll be good. All right. So, uh, Otis, thank, thank you very much, and uh, let's try to do this. Let's try to check in with you one more time before the end of the season. That sounds great. And then next season, why don't we let Dom and River host? Yes, that'll be a very exciting show. We'll do so riveting stuff. Yeah, we'll just have like a puppy ball and just have them uh, sit sit on and have a webcam on them. Also, I'm, I I need some help with a middle name for my son. You got any advice? Our tweet at Otis Music middle name ideas. Yeah, middle name ideas. That'd be fantastic. In uh, fact, the next time we meet again, I, I want to hear what they are. How about Woo? Hmm. I don't know. I feel like that's a slow name. Yeah, Jervis is that is that out? Maybe, but Christie's last name's Peterson, so oh, you tell me. Now is she related know. to Jervis? I I think so. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, join us tomorrow. We got a, a jam packed Thursday on Rob has a podcast. I'm going to have my interview with Morgan. I'm sure that's going to be a lot a lot of fun. Um, and uh, lots of questions for, for Morgan already. And then we're going to speak with Malcolm. We're going to need your questions on Facebook. We're working on it. We have a, a game that we're working on with Malcolm. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we will also take your voicemails with Jeff Pittman. Get them in tonight if you can. Uh, or early tomorrow morning. Yes. What, what's your idea? I think you should do, you know, Malcolm loves to drink. You should have all survivors who have any affiliation with alcohol companies send in their alcohol and see which alcoholic beverage Malcolm prefers. So Wait, how many survivors have an affiliation with alcohol besides Abby Maria? Jervis has chat vodka. Oh, that's right. Chat, chat vodka. So even if it's just chat vodka versus acai drink, uh, that would be fascinating to if, me. I think hey, Dominic vodka. could tell the difference between chat vodka and acai. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one is like a red syrup and the other one is uh, clear vodka. There he goes. Poo-pooing my ideas again. Listen, <laughs> sure there's a way and then bob dog bob dog owns part of jack daniels i'm pretty sure so and uh and big tom makes moonshine exactly exactly see yeah, there's there so go. many there's so many survivors you can do that with. All, right, Robert, all right so it's going to be a, a great thursday thank you guys so much who watched us live uh we're going to have a, a lot of fun tomorrow make sure you're subscribed on youtube we are at rob has website.com slash youtube or to subscribe to our itunes feed Rob has a website.com slash iTunes for all of our shows. And for just Survivor, Rob has a website.com slash Survivor Podcast. Otis, thank you a million, uh, buddy. Jessica Frey, great job. And thanks to everybody who joined us here live tonight. More to come on Thursday. Have a great night, everybody. Bye. Survivor, no way to-